Take your Bible, if you would, please. I've asked uh, Brother Pickett to uh, ask him to sing a little longer today than most folk do, and because I wanted you to get uh, uh, your money's worth, and you came to hear them sing, and I wanted you to hear them sing, and I think they've done a good job. And uh, many of you've asked about my sister and. And uh, I would tell you, she just uh, laying there, uh, just waiting to go to be with the Lord. She said yesterday that pre- said, Gene, uh, I just hope I don't lay here and linger like Mama did. So pray that she'll not lay there and linger. God will release her and let her go to heaven. And uh, so, uh, as I was coming back yesterday, thinking about what to do today, I just uh, thought of this scripture, John six. If you would please in your Bible. Now we don't meet here if we don't preach. We might have some singing, but we will have some preaching. And uh, we believe that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that are lost. Not foolish preaching, but foolishness of preaching. I don't know why you'd come and say, you're two hours, let me scream and yell at you. And then you'll come back tonight and the same thing will happen. Uh, That's foolishness to me, but thank God for it. All right. I tell you what's even more foolish. You'd be a member, not come. Now, that is the height of foolishness. If you're not going to come, why'd you join? Amen. You say you're talking to me? Yeah. Yep. You. That's who I'm talking to. You that rather watch the ball game is watch this game. All right. Now, I've got you all excited and really in the spirit. Let me read you a verse. John 6, verse 37. Look at it, would me please? John 6 and verse 37. No excuse for anybody here today to die and go to hell. There's no excuse today for anybody to look as miserable as some of you look. (laughs) The Bible said, he that hath the son hath life and has it more abundantly. It's okay to be happy saved. It's all right to let those who are not saved to let you know, let them know you've got something better than they do. The Bible says, verse 37, and all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Well, I'd get saved, but I think I've done something God can't forgive me for. Anybody who comes to Jesus, he will not run you off, let you out, or cast you off. You are welcome in the arms of our Savior. Verse 38, for I came down from heaven. Now, the next time the Jehovah's Witness tell you, you don't know where heaven is. Tell them it's up. Amen. Jesus said, now listen, I came down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the father's will. 
which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again in the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up the last day. A preacher, I tell you, I just don't understand this thing about being saved. Verse 40. And this is the will of him that sent me. Jesus is speaking. That everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to understand why Jesus came. He came to do the Father's will. What was the Father's will? Jesus was born that he might die. I just believe with all of my heart that our Lord Jesus was born to die. I don't know if you know it or not, but so were you. Every day you die just a dab. You say, not me. Have you looked in the mirror lately? Have you taken a shower and the hair in the bathtub looks like the great fallout? Like Brother Jim and I, is your forehead getting longer? You're dying. Did you hear me? You're dying. Now, I mean, you may not live like it. And you may not act like it. But you're dying. And Jesus was born to die. There's a phrase that I found in these few verses. And I'd like to just talk about it a minute. And that phrase, you'll find the will of him. That phrase, the will of him that sent me. The will of him. Our Lord, Jesus Christ, was born to do the will of the Father. Please allow me just a minute to talk to you about the will of God in suffering. The will of suffering. You think about it just a minute. The Bible says in verse 38, the suffering will of God. In verse 38, he says something very unusual. And in verse 38, he said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Everybody knows that Jesus Christ was just as much God as if he had never been man. And yet just as much man if he had never been God. 
And if he is God, then he and God the Father's will is absolutely in tune and in harmony. But yet he said, I came not to do my own will. That's the human side of him. And if we allow the human side of us, if we allow the flesh to have its will, we're in trouble. And Jesus said, I have that capacity. I can taste, I can feel, I get thirsty, I get tired. I am just as much human as anybody in the world. I came from my father not to do my human will, but his will. And God has a will of suffering. Secondly, I want to show you that uh, I want to talk about God's sending will. How would you like to send your son and know that's going to happen to him what is going to happen to God's son? Many of us has gone to the hospital and stood by the bed of our children. And in secret and private prayer, we've said, dear God, if it be your I'll do the suffering myself. I would gladly take the place of my child. How many have ever said that? Many of us have said that. But God loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son knowing aforetime that the cross was his destiny. Don't you dare say nobody loves you. Don't you dare say nobody cares for you. Because there is a suffering will of God in this text. There is a sending will of God in this text. And lastly, I'll cover it. There is a saving will of God in this text. You say, preacher, how long are you going to take? I'm done. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me. You want to take a trip to the garden with me just a minute? It's called the Garden of Gethsemane. Listen if you would please to that lonely figure yonder in the garden. He's kneeling all by himself. And he's praying. And the Bible says, he said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. His mind and your sins weigh heavy on his back. The night before he goes to the cross, as your and my disobedience, rebellion, and humanism fall heavy on our Lord's back as our sins begin heavy. The Bible said he was in anguish and prayed earnestly. And the Bible says as he knelt there and prayed, he said, Father, if it be thy will, let this pass from me. But if not, thy will be done. And as he prayed there, the Bible said his sweat became as great drops of blood falling to the earth. The suffering will of God. Do you realize what it costs God to save you and me? Do you have any earthly idea 
the anguish and the pain, the sorrow, the heartbreak that our God went through for each of us. So we can go golfing on Sunday, fishing on Sunday. God has a suffering will. And he will to suffer for you and to me that we might have eternal life. You say, not me, I'm too mean. Why, are you kidding? God should save you out of petty cash. You say, you don't understand where I've been. I don't even care. And God knows. And he died for you anyhow. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. Jesus said, I came down from heaven not to do my will. My will is to let this cup pass. My will is not to go to the cross. My will. But I didn't come to do my will. I come to do his will for us. The suffering will of God. Secondly, the sending will of God. Verse 39, if you would please look at it. The sending will of God. In verse number 39, the Bible said, now look at this. This is great. Boy, I'm glad I got this, this these stairs here. It keeps me falling flat on my face. And this is the Father's will. Think of this. How would you like to do the Father's will? This is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which the, hath given me, I should lose nothing and should raise it up again in the last day. The sending will of God. Is there any daddy here would send his son to do for those who do not love or appreciate his son what God sent his son to do for us? Now, these folk just sent their son to the Marines. That's a good place to send your son. My son went to the Marines because he is put up and put out with dad telling him what to do. Gene Jr. got tired of daddy telling him, get a stinking haircut. And he said, I'll show you, daddy. And he joined the Marines. What do you think the first thing they told him when he got off the bus to do? You know, about two weeks at boot camp, my son wrote me an apology letter. (laughs) Said, dear dad, I knew I was crazy, but I had no idea I was stupidly crazy. Apologize for all the rebellion that he did. Would you send your son into combat with nothing but a slingshot? Would you send your son into mass fire knowing that he's going to be wounded several times over again and then die? That's how much God loved us. The sending will of God. He knew. He felt. 
He knew the anguish. He saw the tears. He heard the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane before he ever seen. He saw the crown of thorns planted in his brow. He saw the gaping ugliness as men mocked him and stripped the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the God of all purity, and stripped him naked and mocked him in public. Crowned him with a crown of thorns, wrapped him in a purple robe, and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And then nailed him to a cross. And our God and his Father saw that before the dawning of day. He was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. I don't know why anybody would love anybody from California that much. But he loved Rob that much. Several months ago, I got the chance to tell Rob in a restaurant how much God loved him. Because somebody told me 46 years ago in my living room by my couch how much he loved me. And I took him at his word. If any man will come, he will no wise cast out. So here come a Hellion, chicken fighting, hell raising, president of the gang, gang fighter to the Lord Jesus Christ, draped in my sin, ugly in my condition, hell bound for sure, and knelt at my couch and said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Would you please save me? And it's come unto me, all you that labor heavy, and I will give you rest. Amen. Amen. And God opened his heart, and this old sinner got saved. All because there was a suffering will of God. He done that for me. There was a sending will of God. I close with verse 40. There's a saving will of God. You say, well, if I'm not one of the chosen, God will forgive you for that. The Bible says in verse 40, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone, is everyone here today an everyone? Is there anyone here today who's not an everyone? Aren't you glad you're everyone? Well, that means everyone here. If you'll just come to Christ, he will give you eternal life. Amen. Well, I've got to do to get it. You just come and he gives it to you. There is a saving will of God. Because there was a sent will of God. Because there was a Suffering, will of God. You can be saved today if you'd like. And I don't care who you are. If you come to God, he will no wise cast you out.